Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 139 of Birds vs. WWE Boys, the entertainment-only franchise. We don't care about wins, we care about headlines. But I am KMS, joined by my counterpart, Aiden. One loss, Aiden. Now he's got a shortstop. He's got another starting pitcher. And it seems like he's getting his cornerback back as well. Aiden, how are you? fantastic for all the reasons that you mentioned and i continue to be fantastic as a podcast co-host because the collision course is still on for christmas eve not only christmas eve aiden i think the collision course may be brought about for a third time this season as well i genuinely believe it i genuinely believe it we'll get into previewing the games but it's hard not to look ahead i've been texting with my friends all week and we'll be like, like, they'll be like, oh, it's Christmas Eve. I'm like, I don't even want Christmas Eve to matter. Like, just beat, if you beat the Giants and the Bears, that game means nothing. Yep. It doesn't mean anything. Yep. And that, like, same. you know what it means? It's a, it's, it's, it's a Twitter game. It's a Twitter battle. That's what that game would mean. Yeah. Well, luckily, we don't know any Eagles or Cowboys fans that will take it too far no. on Twitter if that game happens. So, uh, three, th- four things we need to cover tonight. One, Eagles previewing against the Giants. Big divisional game. Um, two, the Cowboys um, have to show up and tie their shoes against the Texans, and they will win. Uh, three, power rankings. This will probably be the most interesting power rankings of the year given the results of last week. And four, Joe's tweet, our friend Joe, about the Revolutionary War and the scenario that unfolds. I wanted- I'm going to have to read. I didn't get – because I was – so you guys were sending all the rapid texts about it. I was visiting Santa Claus. So I didn't get to read it, so you're going to have to fill me in, and then it'll actually probably be better if I'm learning about it live. I, that's actually great, because if you haven't seen it, this will be fantastic. Oh, thank God I don't have to do the Santa Claus business. What, what a time to be alive. <laughs> oh, God, what a time. And what it, it, So before we get we look forward, as we do, I just want to take like two seconds and just talk about Cowboys Colts, because okay. well, first of all, you were drunk. Yes. I stopped, That was established multiple times through Correct. the text message during the game. I would text. I'd be like, oh, my God, did you see that? And I would just get a response, drunk. And I'd be like, oh, my I God, the Cowboys were just only up two. Now they're up 30. And I would just get back drunk. <laughs> to be fair, I did watch the whole game. Did I consume beverages during it? Yes. <laughs> so a two-point game heading into the fourth quarter turns into a 54 to 19 win. Like 33 to nothing in the, in the fourth quarter. Now I, I don't want to say this is the exact game I expected it to be because I didn't expect 33 points in the fourth quarter, obviously, but it kind of unfortunately was the game I expected through three quarters. Cause that's the fan I am like that. You know what I mean? Like, was just like come on like you knew i i i in my heart of hearts i knew they were going to win the game the whole time but at the same it was kind of almost like the eagles yeah. game against the colts think about the past three weeks for the colts they've been in every game yes eagles steelers colts or yeah. eagles steelers cowboys and then they could have easily won all three yeah they just don't like ha- maintain enough firepower to play for 60 minutes with even the steelers who aren't that good of a team like they just don't have it and it just you could just see the wheels come off and Matt Ryan, like, come on, man. Why do, you, why do you even want to be out there? Like, that's not fun. We And we we talked about it last week on the show that Dan Quinn obviously knows Matt Ryan, right? And he was mm-hmm. going to be – he cooked up 
stuff for him last year when he was in Atlanta, and we knew it was going to come this this week when they played him against the Colts. And the beginning of the game, what were they doing? They were trying to just send for rush their D-line, and they weren't really getting home, right? It just wasn't kind of happening. The Colts were having a little bit of success in the past game. So then Dan Quinn's like, all right, let's go. And he starts sending Donovan Wilson on a blitz. He sends Anthony Barr on a blitz. And it just – it turned their pass pro in shambles. I mean, even Quentin Nelson and Kelly, the center, looked besheveled when the safeties were running up the gut. So – my hat off to Dan Quinn for adjusting on the fly. And that's what I love about him. He does it in every game. It's not just a, you know, halftime adjustments. It's drive to drive adjustments, which is I think critical in this league nowadays. It was, it, it kind of just, like I said, it kind of, I don't, I didn't expect 54 to 19, but I just didn't expect them to have enough firepower. And now they play a team with even less fire. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, well, and the firepower with Dak playing probably his worst game since coming back off the injury, only threw for 170. Um, he had the one pick, possibly had the other pick that they didn't call a pick, that they just said bounce. It wasn't challenged by Saturday. Um, but he did have the three touchdowns, one to CD, which, I mean, that's that's why we drafted CD, right? That, tu- that touchdown where... Everybody thought he was down. He knew he wasn't, and he just got up and galloped into the end zone. I, despite my beverages, I spotted that live. I said right to my friend, I was like, yep. I don't think he was down. Yep. Was and like, speaking of galloped into the end zone, Michael Gallup having two touchdowns on his own. Only four for 23, but, I mean, when you have two touchdowns, I mean, that makes it a big game, right? See? Look at this. You guys don't even need an extra receiver. It's all going to work out in the end. Oh, you know, we man. do need a cornerback. Need a cornerback. Well, I don't have any of those that tore their ACL in the Super Bowl, so I don't yeah, that's know why they went out and got Madison from our, uh, from the Vikings. Yeah, Alexander, the former second round pick, signed to the practice squad because Aiden, I don't. All right, so Anthony Brown's been bad this year, like really bad. Um, but is Calvin Joseph going to be better? I like they also lost Jordan Lewis. So they lost two starting cornerbacks, Jordan Lewis, but Deron Bland, the rookie, has been playing very well. Had two picks in this game, balled out. He's been playing very well in the slot, but now it's boss man fat out there. Maybe Shepard, who's on the practice squad. I've been fighting. I've been tweeting about it. They have Israel Makwamu, safety. He's 6'4". 215, runs a 446. He was a cornerback at South Carolina. He had three interceptions in the preseason. When he was playing in the slot in training camp, he had some really good plays against CD. I am campaigning to put him back at corner, give him some shots because I don't know. And you watched the whole game. Yes, you were drunk. But like <laughs> I've heard from people, they're like, well, you know. And, and Jerry Jones, I, I've never been let down. That's what he said this week. I've never been let down on the field performance-wise from Calvin Joseph. The dude gets at least two penalties on special teams every week. <laughs> and now, you know, as soon as he came in the game, they're like, oh, okay, we'll just keep targeting him then. And it I just – so I'm terrified at the CB2 position going forward because – Defense is a, I really want to say this, is a, 
Defense is all about weakness, right? The offense will find your weakness and continue to attack it and continue to attack it and continue to attack it until you prove you can stop it. And if Kelvin Joseph or whoever's out there on an island can't stop it, the Eagles, the Texans this week, everybody will just continue to attack it. I watched the highlights of Devontae Smith's 274-yard receiving five-touchdown game when he was at Alabama today. Ooh, Christmas Eve is going to be fun. Oh, my goodness. So in his routes against the Titans, there wasn't anybody in the picture. Like He was running routes, and the guys were going the wrong way. He is a route-running technician. Um, Speaking of route-running technicians or former route-running technicians, do you want to complain about Odell now, or do you want to preview the Yeah, I mean, we could do it now. I'm just like, I'm I'm not only drinking some bourbon right now because I swear everybody's sick, and I swear on top of taking vitamin C, immune pills, a little bit of bourbon every night, I promise you, does the trick. It burns out whatever's in your system. I wish so that this is medical. I was drinking on Sunday, and then I'm sick now. So back a little bit. Just a little bit. That's where I went wrong. Yeah, that's, yeah. Because if you go over the top, then your immune system shuts down. This just burns out whatever's in your system. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so done with this, Aiden. It's just like. Either decide on a team or don't. Are you going to play or not? Like, I'm, I just don't want to hear about it. And it's it's come to the point now where even, like, the radio station in Dallas, they had Jerry Jones on this week. They, were, they Like, today, they're like, all right, here's your 30-second update. We're done talking about it until he signs somewhere. Well, that's the thing. There's, like, now, since we've last spoken about it last week, there's so many more issues to dive into that aren't, like, is he going to sign – like? Is he going to be able to play? No. So, like, that is the the much bigger concern. We'll get into the Eagles rumor here in a second. But the bigger thing is, like, he walked away without a deal. And it's not, like, mulling who to play with. It's, like, can he actually play this season? So, Micah Parsons was interviewed today. And if we've got the, uh, the quote here, he talked about his conversation with Odo Beckham. Micah Parsons said Odo Beckham told him he could be ready to play in five weeks five weeks so the divisional round of the playoffs like it's going to be your first first game so i actually i looked it up he signed with the rams last year uh on november 11th so it was 11 months months before yes um he signed with the rams and the first game he didn't really play it was that game monday night football against the 49ers they got killed he only oh, had three targets. Stafford threw a pick, his first pass to Odell, I believe. Correct. Trying he to force it down to him. Yeah, and the 49ers defense hasn't looked back since. Um, the next game, he did get 10 targets, but it's the game they went to the Packers and they lost that as well. And if you remember, the, a large portion of that game, they were trying to add Odell into their game plan and get him involved. But at the same time, like they weren't keeping pace with the Packers because they were focused on that. Yep. So you're telling me like that took multiple weeks. It really wasn't until Monday 12-13 against the Cardinals last year where he got seven targets for 77 yards and a touchdown that you really saw efficiency. Like sports is so much about like rhythm and flow oh, he's and chemistry. And like he can't – he's he's not on a team. We're on our 13th game, and he might not be ready for another five weeks. Like this – this isn't the math isn't mathing. Why sign Odell when you have Odell at home already? That's what Stephen Jones is going to say with 
I mean, technically, they have James Washington coming, right? He's on his 21-day window. He hasn't played once for them. You and I loved the pickup Yes, in the offseason. I mean, I feel like he is going to be an upgrade to this offense if he is healthy. He is a deep threat. He's somebody that they don't have. He's an upgrade over um, anybody past Gallup, whether it's Noah Brown, whether it's Tolbert, whether it's anybody besides the three tight ends, because you and I keep saying we love the three tight end sets that they're running. I do as well. I don't want that to go anywhere, but I, you know, if it's, I feel like the only reason this is even still a story is because of Jerry Jones, because if it's, if Steven was running this, running the show, they'd already be out. If Will McClay was completely running the show, they'd already be out. I think the only way this happens is that Jerry for the first time in the last 10 years does what he did back in the nineties and two thousands and just pulls rank and says, I'm signing him. It is a, I said this to you pre-show it's like, they're almost an entertainment organization and not a football team that cares about performance. That is the Cowboys. And this is the perfect situation where every national show talked about Eldell's Cowboys for a month. What's that? Since October. Since October, it's been Odell to the Cowboys. They're sitting at the Mavericks game. It leads every show. And now it's they get him actually finally into the organization, into their headquarters, and his knee won't even be ready to play football until the playoffs have already commenced. Like It's, it's just so perfect, Cowboys, for us to have to be force-fed this story again and again and again only for the guy to not even maybe physically be able to play for anybody this season. It's almost like, I don't know if you watched uh, the Japan game in the World Cup, which is the elimination game the other day. I thought the World Cup was over. We lost. Yeah, true. It is. But the rest of the world is still playing. But ah. Japan, um, they, it made it to penalty kicks, right? And I was watching this and it was like they didn't know penalty kicks were a thing. Like they like it was like, okay, we're going to PKs. And they were like, what is that? And the (laughs) way they like perform the kicks literally looked like if you were driving down the road and you're stopping at a stoplight and you look over and there's like third graders kicking the ball at the net. Like that's what the penalty kicks looked like. And that's the Cowboys being like, Talking about Jerry Jones or talking about Odell, he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. But then, like, not realizing that he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl ten months ago in February. Yep, yep, exactly the same one he tore the year before that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Have did I have my hopes up? Of course. Like, you know, you you got to buy in a little bit, but at the same time, like. It's the national media, it's Jerry Jones, and it's the DC4L crowd that have been pushing this day after day after hour after hour after minute after minute. And I'm just, I'm done. Either sign somewhere or don't. And now all of a sudden I mean, he's coming to Philly. That, so that's the next thing. So today, uh, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, said, we said last year to watch out for the Rams when Odell became a free agent after he was released from the Browns. And then he said, now this year to watch out for the Eagles. But like the Rams made sense. The Eagles don't make sense. No. So here's here's my official Odo Beckham stance to the Eagles. It would be a funny move 
Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be a practical move. No. It would and be you've been hilarious. all about practical moves this year. We are we are the practical move team this time around. We're not the dream team this time. Mm-hmm. The the funny move would be to sign him just to spite the Cowboys after two months straight of Odell to the Cowboys talk. The practical move would say, unless you got bad diagnosis on Quezwalk and shoulder, which doesn't seem to be the case at all, you really have no purpose for him on the field. And there's just really no, your offense is gelling so well and you're getting Dallas Goddard back as is, as it is. So you're going to add another weapon that what's the point. Yeah, and what? especially if he's not ready for five weeks, it's like, all right, we're just going to wait around five weeks. It's the same for the Cowboys. too. It's like, we're going to wait another month for this guy. Like, do we need to wait another month for him? That's just because it, I also think the, I don't want to say the magic of this Eagles team or like they're 10 and one and they're flying under the radar. And I think they love that. Mm-hmm. Like they're the, I don't want to say they're the underdogs in games, but like you bring in Odell Beckham, you're becoming the circus sort of that the Dallas Cowboys are. And what does that do to your team right now? They're mm-hmm. just winning games. Like that. That's what I've loved is just like you go out and you kick the shit out of somebody and go home. That's it. And then you and then you wake up Monday morning, you turn on the TV, and they're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Exactly. Like that's what I want. I w- yep. talk about the Chiefs. I, I want that the opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you sign up for me in a Cowboys fan, so you're stuck with it. Mm-hmm. They talk about Odell to the Cowboys. They talk about the Chiefs. They'll talk about the Bills. And I'm just like, okay, keep us out yeah. of it. Thank you. The closest we got to like this blowing up or, you know, like being in the headlines and seeing it backfire is the offensive line releasing their Christmas songs and then having about no less than 1 billion false starts and yes. penalties on Sunday. It was, it was annoying. And you could just tell how it was, the trajectory was going that somebody was going to call in a WIP and said, maybe they should have spent more time blocking and practicing and That's less time funny. singing Christmas carols. <laughs> you could just see that coming a mile away. Like the Eagles had one of, I would say, one of the most impressive performances all around besides the false starts mm-hmm. of any team this year against the Titans and national media. Like, I feel like it was like AJ Brown did a thing. And then it was like, Oh, the Titans fired their GM. And like, that was what is being talked about, about that game. All time revenge game. Literally got the guy fired. You, you know, it's, that's what it is too. Like that, that was it. Did you see the clip that they brought joke. back of the draft night? when they traded Odell, they keep, they kept showing it on good morning football. Odell. Where you mean AJ Brown? He was sitting there. Vrabel just got up and like walked away and looked like he wanted to kill somebody. I, I remember I, so I read about it. I didn't see the, the actual video of it, but that checks out. I mean uh, here. Okay. So here is the other thing that I meant to bring up tonight. This is the perfect opportunity. The Titans fired their GM after playing AJ Brown, who they traded to us for, Really, in what is an absolute fleecing, uh, what it seems like, just the production that he's on this year and the dynamic that he has and the chemistry he has with Jalen Hurts that's led us to 11-1 and and one of the best offenses in the league. Also, on national TV, the same day, the Saints lose. They choke away a lead. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Touchdown in the final seconds. They win 17-16. Saints have a top-five pick. They need a quarterback, and they can't use it. People aren't going to trade with us anymore. Nope. Like we're publicly, publicly 
and very embarrassingly fleecing these teams and it's costing people literal jobs. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to trade with us anymore. Like I, I, I'm legitimately worried that we were too good at our job. I mean, how he's going to find, he always finds a way somehow to still let make people trade with him. So if he picked up the phone, would you answer? No, no, he's got to have no. dirt you, and nudes on everybody in the NFL. You're, you might be the only team where the trade has worked out. Yes. Because we traded. I mean, we got Devonte Smith out of it. And like we I got Micah and the giants got fucked. I was just saying it screwed the giants. Over. Like, if you see his name on the phone, I feel like a lot of teams are like, no, whatever it is, even if it's a good deal. And yeah. it's just like the future, like projecting the future has been so good. And it's like, it's not even a win now thing. It's like you're setting yourselves if up you for could, five like if, years if, down the road. If I see the phone ring and it's, I would just answer it. And I would just go, AJ Brown and Hurts. For whatever, yeah. whatever you're trying to do, that's what I want back. Saints first round nope. pick. Okay, and you know on. what? I thought about this today. They're at pick five. I don't think the Saints are going to be much better. We have a chance to really demoralize them by literally beating them ourselves Mm -hmm. and tanking their draft pick even further. There's going to be multiple teams that need a quarterback. At this point, Jalen Hurts, player of the week, back-to-back weeks. I think it's safe to say we know who our quarterback is. I hope the Saints trade back up with you and give you like three. Actually, I hope they don't. But can you imagine if they traded up and gave you like the next two first-rounders that they have in the next consecutive years? That's what I was thinking. Some team is going to trade up for this Saints pick that we have. The Saints. It might be the Saints. You know what? It, like, But somebody's going to do it, and we're just going to repeat this cycle. Like, We'll move back to nine take that pick and then have two first round picks next year. Yep. And it would honestly be a smart move. Like if, cause if you don't need a quarterback and the quarterback's there, let somebody come up for it. You move back a little bit, get your guy and get another first round pick and just repeat the cycle. It's just like you're fleecing people. Like, and the guy that the saints traded to get this first round pick this year, Trevor Penning, did you know he doesn't even start? They were running this formation where he'd come in as the six lineman. He doesn't even start. And you gave up your your a top five pick. Yep. You're running out Andy Dalton. You could have CJ Stroud tomorrow. All right. So you want to talk about quarterback needy teams behind that fifth pick? Yes. Carolina at six. Oh, uh, yep. I would say Jacksonville at seven. No. No. Arizona at eight. Maybe. Well, Maybe. they gave the extension, but I mean, they can't be happy. Indy at nine. Yep. Atlanta at ten. Of course. Green Bay at eleven. Possibly. Las Vegas at 12. Another one that's it's about that time. I wish Vince was here. <laughs> I would say uh, the Texans at 13, but they have the first overall pick. Pittsburgh They're... at 14. Mm, probably not. No. Detroit at 15. Possibly. Chargers at 16. No. No. I'm done with them. At 17. Mind. Washington 18. But I would say 6, maybe 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. All in play. The Colts, another one. Yep. That's a whole nother trade. Like they took Wentz that turned into a first round pick and then they traded Wentz for fucking Matt Ryan. Like, and they didn't get anything out of that. And we got another, we got three first round picks in one draft and it turned into AJ Brown, Jordan Davis, and two first round picks this year. Like people didn't, Chris Ballard got fired. Mm hmm. People are losing their jobs over yeah. trading with us. Like it's you know what's also hilarious that I forgot. About this draft. So the Eagles have the fifth pick. And then technically as of right now, they would have the 32nd pick Mm -hmm. because 
but Miami has the 24th pick, but that pick is forfeited. So there is no pick there. So technically the Eagles have the 31st pick. 31st. One more good player that'll still be available because Miami can't make the pick. Can't wait to watch the playoff and choose whatever Georgia player I want. I, uh, that Jalen Carter kid, just put him right next, put him right back. Dude, might just change the team to the Philadelphia Bulldogs. Well, I'm totally fine with that. Or Will Anderson off Alabama. We'll just add the the best edge rusher in college football the past two years. <laughs> okay. Hey, why not? To an 11 and one team. Since Robert Quinn is dead. Yeah, that sucks. Um, that, I, that was really the only acquisition that hasn't worked out. If we want to get into actual gameplay, we play the Giants this week. We're getting healthy. Jordan Davis was back. He limped off the field at one point, but he came back on. Um, he played. We could get Avante Maddox back this week, and we could possibly get Dallas Goddard back against Chicago in two weeks. So things are things are going well in terms of health. Um, Nicobe Dean was awesome. I don't know if he continues to play because the other linebackers have played well. I don't think they've done anything to lose their jobs but it was awesome to see him play well. And I think you're, you're angling the right way going into uh, this, this game against the giants this week. How about both of our rookie linebackers? You and Nicobe Dean playing well and Damone Clark. Yep. Has been playing great for the Cowboys. And, and like it, starting. It's like the value, like you draft for value and we both drafted for value. That's why they're good. Like we got a linebacker in the fifth round that, was a fir- graded out a first round linebacker. Graded out of same. We draft a kid who was graded out first round. You take him in the third round. It's like even if he's a bust, you draft for value. Yep. And that's exactly what we did. And now it's it's actually paying off. So. All right. So do you want to jump into this uh, Giants game a little bit? Because unless you want me to go first, because there's really not much to talk about with the Texans. Um. Oh, let me go first because yep. I have I do have a take and I want to run it by you on this game. Usually, like when you're good, like the Eagles are 11 and one. You see it in a college a lot more, but it's like a a trap game, a look ahead game. And even yep. though you're a more talented team, you lose because your 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 entire focus isn't on the team. Is this a trap game and a look ahead game for the Giants? Think about it. They could get obliterated against the Eagles on mm-hmm. Sunday. They could lose 28 nothing. They could be down 28 nothing and pull Daniel Jones in the third quarter. If they come back the next week and beat the Commanders in what is essentially a playoff game, this loss, like this game, t- doesn't matter against yep. the Eagles. It's true. Their, their season, the Commanders and the Giants, pretty much comes down to eight fifteen Sunday in two weeks. Can we also just say how hilarious it is that those two teams tied? It was perfect, twenty mm-hmm. to twenty. You know, like a perfectly like average score for two average teams for them to play five quarters and still not be able to pull it off. It was, you imagine it was, flexing okay. in a guy's face, and that's the reason you you tied. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I don't. I I can see that. I just I just don't think they're good enough. That too. They have a lot of injuries. They're they're getting some guys back, but they don't I mean, have Daniel Jones. They just don't. They never did. I mean, could they? Could they catch the Eagles one time? Yeah, maybe the second game they play them because maybe nothing really as much matters to Philly at that point, and they're trying to get healthier. But I, I don't know. 
I just think Philly knows that they can clinch a playoff spot this week. They can stay at least two games up on Dallas before they play them in two weeks. I, I think they're going to be fully focused on this game. I do. I do too. I, it's just like a, it's a firepower thing. Like, it would have to go exactly like that commanders thing where so many things go wrong. Yep. Look, it's like, you'd have to have the same amount of penalties as last week, but this time turn the ball over two to three times and lose the turnover battle. And they have a draw. I don't know. Like they get lucky on a kickoff return. Like they did a few times with the Packers that then they were on short fields at like midfield where they started and just, penalties like that didn't go your way that were bang bang and just it just feels like too many things have to go wrong for it to go right for the giants they just and i'm not a big daniel jones guy but just like look who he's throwing to at this point it's just it's there's just not enough there there's just not enough firepower like 20 points is their max it feels like that's kind of how it was when they played dallas like they hung around on thanksgiving like Mm -hmm. it was they just in the end didn't have enough firepower Dallas took over in the second half and I, that game was, that game was not as close in the second half as the, as the final score showed with that last touchdown at the end. But it, I think it's going to be the same, the same sort of thing. Could they hang around a little bit in the first half? Yeah, I think they could just because it's an NFC East game and that's what usually happens in these, but I could see it being like, maybe like a, I don't know, 14, 10 Eagles are up or, something weird 14 12 there was a weird safety or something happened but then you're gonna blink and the eagles are up 35 12 it i i was about to say the same thing this is a classic like it's 10 10 and half time and you're like what are we doing yep. and you come out of halftime and all of a sudden it's you're up 27 13 yeah you're like, and okay. then you're up then you win 34 13 and you're like all right that's that's better and it's like yep. It, it, it's almost like in the boxing match where you can hang around for a while, but somebody somebody's built to last 12 rounds and somebody's built to last five. Yep. And that's the Giants and the Eagles. Yep. Yeah, I I don't see how how they win this game. I hope they do. I really do. That would make um, her the most interesting thing possible. It just Philly's just built different right now. And it's and speaking of that, it's I am terrified because I look at the landscape in the NFC playoff wise, and it's like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be there. Brady and the Bucks really aren't what they used to be. Are you scared of Geno Smith and the Seahawks? Kirk Cousins is leading the Vikings. If you if you had to play in Seattle, it'd be annoying. I think I'd rather play in Seattle than still rather play the Niners. Uh, yeah. I guess you wouldn't have to play in Seattle because the Niners are well. They're only one game ahead. That's what's weird. It's like yeah, they're winning, but you got to figure out the Brock Purdy thing. I still think that they're miles ahead of anybody else in that division. If there's a coach that can get a quarterback to play within a system and just don't lose the game, it's a Shanahan offense. And I think Brock Purdy will. I mean, I think he's going to be okay. Are they going to win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? Probably not. But are they going to be a pain in the you-know-what in the playoffs? Absolutely. I don't want to play them. Yep, yep. Um, I was a big fan of Brock Purdy at Ohio State, Brocktober. You just bet on Ohio State all October, and they would find a way to win um, when he was there. Um, So I think they're actually going to be fine. Him and and Hutchinson. Or no, excuse me, Xavier Hutchinson. He was his number one wide receiver. Yeah, Reese Hall was on that team. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think they're going to be fine. And you're right. The landscape, it's like, this, this could be a, we could be playing three times this year. Yeah. It kind of feels that way. I, I think that w- that may be the thing that breaks Twitter. And I also, like, I don't think the internet can handle it. And I don't think my, my mental health or life can handle it. No, no, I don't. No. I really don't. I don't think I can. I really don't. I don't know what I would do. This, this podcast would just be a war. It would it would be insane. I, um, I, we're gonna get to the war talk today. Trust me. I still want to run by this scenario. We're gonna get there. Uh, back to this week. We can't look ahead. You can look ahead. The, the Texans are just an abysmal team. The the problem that the Eagles have had with the Giants in the past is Daniel Jones' legs. He gets out and runs on yep. you and sneaks up on him. Um, the infamous read option where he took it like seventy yards but tripped and fell. Uh, so like, but he still had a seventy yard carry and it's happened to them multiple times. So I think discipline is the name of the game. Yep. I texted my friends against the Titans. I'm like, if if they stop committing these penalties, we are twenty points better than this team. Easily. They won by twenty five. Yep. So. It, the same logic applies this week. Like if you if you win the penalty battle and they have more and they have less firepower, they're in a lot of trouble. So just stay disciplined. Don't let Daniel Jones get outside of your contain and beat you with his legs. Um, it bails him out of not having any receivers. Uh, eliminate the Saquon Barkley home run, and you are golden. It's kind of that's kind of the thing too. We talked about last week with Derrick Henry. Like yeah, just yeah, hold him to eleven for thirty. Floor. Yep, eleven for thirty. Yep, and. Also, I the only thing that's like make me like have pause is last year we lost at MetLife. Jalen Hurts kind of rolled his ankle a little bit. If you remember, then he didn't play against the Jets the next week, and the offense just looked helter skelter. It looked off. They didn't score a lot. Came down to the end, and then I remember like, well, that game probably turns out a little bit differently if they had AJ Brown and they weren't throwing to Jalen freaking Reger at the end of the game, who dropped it twice. They. If that were AJ Brown, we'd probably win that game. So I got to just remind myself that things are different from us. Yep. Yep. 100%. So I, uh, it'll be an interesting game, but I, I, I'm very much, we talk about this all the time. Maybe not X's and O's, but I think of like psychologically impacts on teams. And I just don't know like how up the Giants are for this game when it, like next week is your season. Yes. You can beat the Eagles. It doesn't matter. If you lose to the commanders, it, like they hold the tiebreaker for the last spot. You're done. You're done. And it's, you know, you always want to be spoiler against, but at the same time, it's like, okay, if you beat, you're not really spoiling much. If you beat the Eagles for their second loss of the season, it's not like that they're going to lose the division lead. It's not like you're taking no. a playoff spot away from them. So I don't think that so much is a factor in this game. Giants wise either. No, I, and no, I, I don't think it is. Like you're, you're not like you said. You're not playing spoiler. Um, and that's for teams that are like five and seven. And they're seven, five, and one. Yep. It, like they're a playoff team if it started today. So it again, they have a pseudo playoff game nine days from now, and it's not against us. And I just don't know how you get up for this week when you know what it's going to be. You know. When it's, it's just really the tough. commanders against the commanders and on the road too. So it's just like, 
that's just human emotion. Like that's a lot. That's very intense. Like you played them, you tied, it was intense. You have to, now you have to recover, bounce back. You're playing the best offense and the best team in the NFC. And then you have to turn around and play a pseudo playoff game. Like it just feels like that is a lot to handle for a team that is clearly at this point, kind of struggling to find weapons that are successful. So I, I don't know. It just feels like it's, it's too much to, to handle for them, but we'll see. I didn't think we'd lose there last year and we did. Yep. So the what are your, yeah, you want to talk Texans? No, <laughs> no, not really. There's you do the reverse psychology thing all the time. I'm not letting you tonight. No, there's, there's I, nothing I, no. you can say that won't jinx or guarantee a Cowboys win. The so, I mean, they're, they're going back to Davis back. Mills at quarterback now. I mean, if you stop Pierce, I mean, what that's it, right? I mean, is Brandon that's Cooks going to play? Probably not. I still, I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't. He, Eddie's saying no. He's not gonna yeah. play. Yeah. So he's out. <laughs> like, name five Texans. Uh, Davis Mills, Brandon Cooks. Name five Texans that are playing. Uh, Damon Pierce, Jeremy Tunsil. <laughs> I don't. I can't. I think I can get the four. Jalen Petre and Derek Stingley Jr. On yes, Jackson. that's right. Stingley. I think that's it. I, I genuinely think that's all I can name. Yeah, so there you go. Like, just go out and win the goddamn game. Bludgeon them and get your starters out in the fourth quarter, please. Yeah, I, I think it's just uh, you don't do too much in the game plan. This is a get-in, get-out game. Keep it stupid, simple. Yeah. <laughs> like... I, they may try and get Tyron Smith some work um, since his 21-day practice window is open. That was really interesting last week. I don't know if you noticed that. Just how they were, like, switching stuff up on the offensive line drive by drive. And during the game where it was, like, actually a game. Like, Tyler Smith's out at tackle. McGovern's in at guard. And then next drive, Peters is out at tackle. Tyler Smith's in at guard. And then next drive... It's back to Smith at tackle, McGovern at guard, and then, oh, let's put Peters at tackle, and now McGovern's at guard. Like, it was very strange. Yeah, I guess they're just trying to find the formula that works best while you can against the Colts, Texans, and pretty much like the AFC South. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't I, I don't really have much. Go, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. Like, you, again, we just talked about firepower okay. with the Giants and the Eagles. It's the same conversation with, I think, even less firepower when it comes to the Texans. And the Texans are in line for the first overall pick. Do they really even want to win this game? Winning doesn't even help them. No. What does winning do? Nothing. They've been Nothing. so bad the past month. It's a, it's a team that's, that doesn't even want to play. No. So stop the run. And Cowboys have been, been much better at stopping the run lately, right? And they did it against Saquon Barkley. Last week they did, you know, they contained Jonathan Taylor. So, I mean, if you do it against the rookie, who's hopefully maybe starting to hit a rookie wall, that's all they got, right? Go score 35, give up maybe 10, go home. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, it. that's it. Don't get don't get hurt and win and go home. Yeah. That's it. And don't let Micah Parsons talk you into letting him stay in the game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I can definitely see him doing that. Um, that's going to be 80% Cowboys fans, by the way. Yep. Stay healthy. 
win the game, move on to I what I think may be a tricky Jags game before you're heading back home to play the Eagles. Now that is a trap look ahead game. Us playing the Bears, you playing the Jaguars, that those yes. are trap look ahead games. I'll tell you yep. what. We'll get there. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. All right. Let's talk about this scenario. This this we'll bring this up. Eddie, if you can find the tweet. Uh, that Joe presented this scenario today. You haven't seen it. Me, Vince, and Eddie have been talking about this. We're all on the same side. Hopefully, you're with us, but I'd like to hear your opinion on it, and then we'll bring Eddie in for the power rankings. Um, so I just to preface this before Eddie brings it up, I think about this shit all the time. Like I was in a conversation lately with somebody because I like take really long showers. I'm like, what do you think about in there? I'm like, pretty much like every terrible thing that's ever happened to me like apocalyptic scenarios. If there were like a zombie apocalypse, what would you um, do? When, what? Like, what would you do? What would I do? All these weird scenarios. Like if there was a mass shooting, where would I go? Mm-hmm. And this scenario, that's like, that's like me. I don't know if you're the same way, but like if I'm running into like Wawa or anywhere, I never leave my phone in the car. I always no. think about that. I'm like, what if someone comes in with a gun or something and I need my phone? Oh, I always think that I might get my phone stolen. So I just always bring it. Um, but the, one of the scenarios I think about this is this exact one that Joe brought up. So it made me laugh. Also, please make fun of him. He did buy uh, Twitter yes. blue. It appears. So what an idiot. Uh, so here it is. Hypothetical question. You and three of your buddies are armed with the latest military rifles. You have unlimited ammo. Could you defeat the entire, uh, could you defeat the British and win the revolutionary war with just the four of you? I mean, yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's what me and Eddie said as well. I yeah. think you could just have like one of you in Del, one of you in Jersey, one of you in Pennsylvania, one in that, like, just if you have every, like, does that mean I have drones? No, I think it's just guns. Just you have, guns. You have guns. Yeah. So you don't, you don't have any like aircraft. They, they have guns, but it's muskets. And there's thousands of them. You have one assault rifle and unlimited. I don't know. I mean, yes. But it just takes one of them to get one, you know, one guy gets by you. I don't know. You're a lot less confident than we are. We were an automatic adamant. Fully in. All right. So explain to me why. Here, here was my reasoning. Eddie might have different reasoning. We'll bring him in before we do the power rankings to talk about it. It to me, it's not even just the military assault rifles and the unlimited ammo. It's the military strategy. Yes. Like I would hide. I would run around. I'd be everywhere. Those guys just like lined up and marched and got skull fucked by muskets. Mm-hmm. I would just be hiding. Like we've all played Call of Duty. You run around. You hide. They didn't do that. If you remember the French and Indian War, like they would, they, they didn't, they were like confused because Native Americans would, yep. uh, would, would hide and, and like have really strategy. Yeah. Instead of marching at each other. But I've literally thought about the scenario. Every time I go to Gettysburg, I think to myself, if you gave me a car and a gun, could I win the Civil War? And I genuinely believe I could. Just I really one, think just one gun and a car? One car. Maybe this scenario here where it's like me and like uh, enough people that can fit in the car. Uh, so three to four people and and guns from this time period. I think I could defeat the entire Confederate army by myself. Do you also have military grade 
like helmet and flak jacket? No. How about no? That makes it tougher. That makes it a lot tougher. Uh, yeah, if it was yes, I 100%. Oh, yeah. Musket balls getting through a bulletproof yeah, no, Teflon no. vest. So we'll say I'm just, no. I'm just, I mean, it's thousands of people. Yeah. And you're fighting on. It's not like the Revolutionary War was fought in one state. So you have to, you would have to literally be all over the place. Yeah. George Washington still going to help you cross the Delaware? No, hmm. we don't need them. All right. I mean, but, but they, they think about how hard it would be to find four people. Yeah. And you would just, mow, you would just be mowing them down in fields. Exactly. By the time they would locate, think about how f- close you have to be for a musket and how far away you can be with an assault rifle. We would see them coming miles away. You could actually, yeah, you could just be like American sniper a mile away and just exactly and fifty caliber sniper sniper rifle. Exactly, you could just cook them from miles away. That would actually be a thing if three people had assault rifles and one person had a sniper rifle. I actually trust our chances even more. Yeah. Well, I figured sniper rifles were included in this. I think you get one gun each. Oh, everybody had an assault rifle, but the ammo is unlimited. Oh, I thought. Oh, okay. I thought it was re- bring it back up, Eddie. I, I, he did say the latest military rifles, so that could be sniper rifle. It says rifles, so that would work. Sniper it doesn't rifle. say that you just have one each. It just says you are armed with the latest military rifles. Well, that does count then sniper rifles then. Then yes. Yeah. Okay. That we've thought about this all day. I've thought about this my entire life. That's this is what I think about. Like, if, if work is ever like, oh, you didn't get this done, it's because I'm thinking if I could win the, the Civil War by myself. This scenario was Revolutionary War, but since I've been to Gettysburg and they show you the field, so like you can see, you're like, oh, the Union were here and they were up yep. on the hill and they ran out of bullets. So they started charging down the hill at the Confederates and the Confederates stayed here. And then they went through this field and they went up the hill. And I'm thinking to myself, if you put me in a car and I can just have somebody go out the sky roof and literally or the sunroof and just mow them down with an assault rifle, I could win that entire war. I would love to like that to actually happen and just be like a fly just watching it and then being like, what the fuck is that thing? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Could you imagine that if they like they're marching with a little drummer boy and they're getting their cannons ready. What the guy that just got to hold the flag? Like he didn't even get a gun. (laughs) This guy's got a flag. They've got some 12 year old banging a drum. I've got a car that goes zero to 60 in four seconds and an AK 47 over. They're like, what the fuck what was that? They don't even know what, what it was that hit them. And they'd no. be dead. War over. Good night. <laughs> Me and Eddie were even taking it steps further. We were like, we wouldn't even take their surrender. We could change the course of history. Mm-hmm. Make it better for everybody. Look at you guys. Now you just need a flux capacitor. Go back, take care of business, and let's see what changes. We're war heroes, pretty much. Pretty All right, much. let's bring Eddie in and let's do power rankings. 
also do you guys remember that show deadliest warrior where they would just like take oh. weapons and it'd be like Genghis oh, yeah. Khan and they like they'd see like which sword could slice yeah. better and stuff like that and they'd have like axes that was awesome I do want to say before we get into power rankings, I'm offended Kevin had to think for half a second about this. This is if the easiest was, question of all time. If it was the birds first boys group text, it was me, you, Eddie, and Vince. I the I, only thing that would stop us is I think Vince could get us killed. Well, Vince that's what? Really I think Vince could get us killed. Yeah, Vince would die. It would be he the would, three he, of us. I he think, would get us killed too. That would be my only concern. He would start yeah, lodging a complaint or just yeah. <laughs> he have he'd have some battle and they they're done. Like they don't know what he would have the best battle plan prepared and he'd be like, I don't, you know, I don't think that's really that good. <laughs> I don't know if we need a battle plan. I think we show up with a bunch of machine guns and this thing is done, by the yeah. way. Like it's we'd be like, like, like the first line, they're going back and be like, Well, I don't know if we want to just shoot all of them. <laughs> Might be a good idea to just like punch them. Couple. Yeah, let them come what, closer. What? Let them come closer. Yeah, this would be bored, and he, that's exactly what he. I don't want to snipe them anywhere. I want them to come way closer. Yeah, maybe a nice fight. No, he would get cocky with it. I think he would be the kid in Call of Duty who runs around with the pistol just for the fun and the challenge of running around with a pistol while everybody else has like actual military rifles. Right. I think and if that, I was a mile off with a sniper rifle and I saw him doing that, I just might take him down so he doesn't get us killed. Yeah, then yeah, then we're like, all right, it's the three of us, and then we're gonna sacrifice his entire army. I'm all right, because I think also if he was taken hostage, he would he would fucking talk in about half a second. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, some of the torture tactics they probably had back in those times were probably horrible. (laughs) Yeah. They have them on like that stretching thing that makes you that's exactly what I was yeah. thinking of, where they were just going to dislocate all the joints in your bot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that would be, uh, I wouldn't want to get caught either, but luckily we wouldn't because we would win no, that war. We would be fine. All the scenarios that I think about in day to day. I think Aiden, or I think it was Aiden, bro, have a great point. We, we see them from so far away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. American sniper. And it's not impossible to survive a musket. Like, this story is of like people getting hit in the chest and it just like falls off them. So, like, I'm not worried about muskets whatsoever. They have to be so close. Also, another thing we think of, people back then were small little losers. They were they didn't have, like, these people came on shifts and ate, like, bread and water. I can go to Costco and pick up an entire chicken. Like, they're just not built the same as we are right now. So, like, we're so much more physically fit than, like, a 5'5", 1700 Englishmen fresh off a wooden ship who's trying to survive winter in the Northeast. Like, there's just everything stacks up against them. They're the yep. Houston Texans of wars. Yep. And we're the yeah. Georgia Bulldogs. And we're the Georgia Bulldogs <laughs> of wars. <laughs> All right, Bulldogs. Let's get into the power rankings and we will get out of here and head into week, what is it, 13? Yep. No. So, yes. 14. Yeah. No. We're 11 and 1 plus a bye week. That's 12, 13. 14. Yeah, 14. Yep. 14. Thank you. Week 14. All right. I always need this reminder before we do it. This should be an interesting power rankings, though. I think we have a shakeup. Week 14 NFL power rankings. We got our normal triangle. I will go first at five. I have the 49ers. Their defense is absolutely insane. I believe in Brock Purdy. If you are a college football fan, Brocktober lives forever. 
And like Kevin said, they seem to be a team that can plug in a quarterback and just have Kyle Shanahan manage the game and still win. And they have enough weapons around Brock that they will survive this. Uh, five for me, it is also the San Francisco 49ers. I said earlier, that is the team I do not want to see in the playoffs. Even with Brock, Shanahan will figure out a way for him to be successful, just like he did the other day against the Dolphins, and that defense is legit. Tua was 7-0 and in games that he started and finished heading into that game, and that was his first loss of the season, and they made him look kind of normal out there. Um, it was kind of scary what they did to that Dolphins offense. At five for me, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. I think it might be their first stop on the power rankings for anybody. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, I think the Bengals are good. Five. That four, I have the Bengals. Uh, They were my sleeper team last week. You're not sleeping on them anymore. Jamar Chase is back and they beat the Chiefs. I don't know what it is, but they've got that number on the Chiefs, and that is no small feat, as we've seen over the past few years of the Mahomes era. So at four, I've got the Bengals, and they might be here for a while. Four, I have the Chiefs bringing them down from one. They lost to the Bengals again. They looked kind of pedestrian, even though Mahomes is still Mahomes. I don't know if I have the Bengals on this list. Maybe I do. But if I do, didn't want to put them above the Bengals. So Chiefs at four for now. For now. At four, I have the 49ers. I'm not completely sold on Purdy, but I do think the skill players on offense and that defense is for real. So for me, four 49ers. At three, I have the Chiefs. I know someone in the TikTok comments is going to say, well, how do you have the Chiefs above the Bengals when the Bengals just beat the Chiefs? Well, it's because we're looking at the entire body of work. And despite that loss, they do have a better body of work overall this season. I still think they're really good. I think that's an AFC Championship possible preview again. Um, they're, they're still great, but they're not number one this week, so we actually had to talk about them. We couldn't just say Chiefs. Uh, three for me for the opposite reason of Aiden, so I don't get yelled at by 12-year-olds in the TikTok comments. I'm going to put the Bengals Coward. right above the Chiefs because, well, we live in the moment, and the moment is they just beat the Chiefs. So Bengals at three. At three, I have the Chiefs. Um, they're still Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, but they might be human. They might not be that dominant team that everyone says they have been for the past four years. At two, I have the Eagles, 11-1. and one. As an Eagles fan, that was the most satisfying win of the year to beat a division-leading team and for not ever to even feel close and to just have A.J. Brown. It's just a tremendous feeling to watch him moss these guys and just bully these cornerbacks. And Jalen Hurts continues to just wow you with his improvement from last year to this year. At two, I've got the Eagles. At two, I have the Georgia Bulldogs. No, <laughs> I have the Buffalo Bills. They've been coming back on stronger, even though they were head and shoulders, I believe, in the beginning of the year, the, the best team. They were crowned, maybe crowned a little bit too early. They came back down to earth. They had some craziness happening with the snowstorm and having to play in Detroit two weeks. I think they're going to right the ship. They are still a juggernaut of a team, even though Von Miller now done for the season after the ACL tear. But we'll see. Maybe they're going to be in play for OBJ, too, who maybe can play next year. At two, I have the Bills for everything Kevin just said. 
At one, I have the Bills because there's no shot in hell that I'm going to put the Eagles one in jinx it. So Bills on a three-game win streak, they've definitely figured this out. They just suffocated the Patriots on Thursday night football. Uh, they're back in the lead in the AFC East, and I think they'll continue to cruise. So at one, I have the Bills. Disclaimer again, the Dallas Cowboys not in my top five list because if I put them in the power rankings, as soon as I do, they lose. So I will continue to keep them out of my power rankings. So at number one, it is that team in Philadelphia. It's the Eagles. We saw what they did against the Tennessee Titans, a complete dismantling. A.J. Brown was him. Jalen Hurts was, I guess, also him. And then Devontae Smith was sort of him also. So they got a lot of hymns. Doesn't seem like they got a lot of hers, but they just do everything they always need to do to win football games. And like we said earlier in the podcast, if you listen to this whole thing, not just watch the TikTok, they continue to stay under the radar, which scares me. I want to have the Philadelphia Eagles. Galen Hurts is the MVP. It's the best team in the NFL. Uh, you know, the playoffs are a different beast, but right now, today, Eagles are the best team in the NFL. Number one in power rankings, easily. They may never lose again. <laughs> I don't like this collusion going on between you two. I need Vince back to choose the Raiders or the Jets for something <laughs> stupid. I hate them. I hate them so much. I hate all of it so much. My wife was sitting on the couch and she's like, deep down, you kind of like like the Eagles a little bit. I'm like, no. Yeah. No. She's like, but like, the, no. I'm like, yeah, I enjoy some of the, like, I like A.J. Brown. I think he's a good player. Like, it's different. I don't, I'm, I'll never be one of those guys, but oh, he's an eagle. He sucks. He sucks. No, AJ, like I tweeted the other day. Hey, everybody, guess what? CD Lamb's really good. AJ Brown's really good. Both things can be true. Okay. It doesn't have to be like, no, he sucks. (laughs) It's so, so stupid. They're both good. They're both fun to watch. They'll both be on a collision course on Christmas Eve. All right, Eddie, thank you for joining us for power rankings tonight. Oh, also uh, the other night, Aiden, my wife, I was sitting on the couch and I was just like, you know, you're the same way during the games. And she's like talking to me about like what time we need to give Emma a, like a Kiwi tomorrow and like the, like schedule. And I'm like, I turn, I'm like, now? We're, now? <laughs> We're going to talk about when, she, like pooping out Kiwi seeds. And she's like, I did that. I'm like, you know what's on TV. She's like, yeah, it's a football. Like. I'm like, she's like, it should just be fun. I go, no, this is not fun. This is not about fun. Okay. This is misery. This is business. This is business trip. Misery business. Right now. It's misery business. It's misery <laughs> business. That's what this is. She's like, well, it's just a game. You should have fun. I go, no, it's not about fun. This is no. about me sitting on my couch right now. I'm on a business trip. I'm working. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I'm working right now. Working. Well, we're working over here watching these games. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Talking to me about Kiwis. All right. Well, um, luckily, you will probably have a pretty stress-free week playing the Texans. We'll see if the Eagles do. Um, so be sure to subscribe on YouTube because we're closing in on 300. We're at 294. So get the 300 before that Christmas Eve game. Maybe we'll do something. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, game. we should be way higher than that. So make it happen. I know. It's also wild. Um, but yeah, let's get to 300. Subscribe on YouTube. We have a very special guest next week. If... You are a reoccurring listener from last year. You may know who it is, and I'm very excited. We did um, want to have him on tonight, but he was kind of interviewing like NFL players. So I thought we were bros, 
and he goes and ditches us for actual NFL players. Don't love that. No, no. We'll uh, we'll bring that up to him next week. Yeah. Well, I thought we were higher in the pecking order, but I guess not. We'll have to definitely ask. All right. That's it. That's our show. Enjoy. Let's get two more wins this week. It's great for the podcast. It's great for the rivalry. And we will see you Sunday night to recap both of those games on our reaction shows.